Hello and welcome to the Living Life Differently podcast. We are the Mahojos. I'm Amy. And I'm Ali and we live in a static caravan on a farm in South Wales with our son Ollie and our dog Busy. We're currently on a year off together, waiting patiently to get going on a European campervan adventure. In the meantime, we decided to set up this podcast to share stories of women who are living life differently, women who are doing things different to the norm. So if you're feeling a little stuck in life or need confidence to make some big changes, then keep listening as we have some brilliant guests. In this episode, we speak with Daniela Carneiro from Portugal, who left her role as an environmental engineer to follow her passion for surfing and travelling. So she also set up an amazing business with her partner to combine her two passions. Enjoy her fantastic story. Hello and welcome to Daniela, who's our latest guest on the Living Life Differently podcast. Daniela, hello. Thank you for joining us. Hi, everyone. Thank you for the invitation. It's a pleasure. So I'm not going to introduce you because I think it would be really great for our listeners um, to hear direct from you. So could you tell us a bit about yourself, who you are, how old you are and where you are in the world at the moment? Yes, yes. So my name is uh, Daniela. Uh, I am 37 years old. I'm original from Porto in Portugal. Um, and um, well, I have um, uh, the Truck Surf Hotel, which is a hotel on wheels that does trips in Portugal and Morocco. Uh, and at the moment, we are located in our private land where we have uh, our workshop to do the truck maintenance and also preparing the, the next seasons. Uh, so soon we'll be on the road again in our nomadic uh, life. <laughs> Brilliant. And um, for anyone that, that doesn't know about the Truck Surf Hotel, could you tell people what that is and kind of build a picture? Yes, yeah, so the Truck Surf Hotel, it's uh, basically um, a, tr- a 14 meter long truck that uh, when it stops, it uh, transforms into a hotel on wheels. So it expands the walls and the ceiling, uh, transforming into a double-decker motorhome. Um, uh, and uh, we have um, rooms for up to 10 guests, the kitchen, living room, toilet. It's a fully equipped truck. And with that truck, we do uh, trips um, in Portugal along the coast and also in Morocco. Um, and uh, so during one week, for example, we have an itinerary where we travel along with our guests, uh, stopping in very beautiful places near the beach. Uh, and we provide uh, experiences like surfing, we give surf lessons, uh, also yoga, uh, horse riding. We explore a little bit the culture and the nature of each location we travel. Uh, and it's um, a very amazing experience. <laughs> I mean, the lifestyle that you describe sounds absolutely fantastic. And we came across you on Instagram and have been following for some time now because we follow various um you know camper van blogs and people traveling and things like that and the truck surf hotel came across our instagram feed and we were like oh my god have you seen this it's absolutely amazing this truck that turns into a hotel you can go surfing it's in portugal it was just it blew our minds because we'd never seen anything like this before are there are there truck surf hotels around or or is it not that common well it's uh, that common. 
ours, uh, I think it's the only one in the world with this uh, kind of comfort and innovation and also with the experiences that we provide. There are also other buses and, uh, and trucks um, providing uh, also experiences and trips. Um, but yeah, this was um, a unique um, structure that we, we design and uh, well, it's uh, amazing. You have to have a look at it to, to understand what I'm saying, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think you definitely have to, to see it to kind of believe it really. And um, your website is fantastic. Your Instagram is fantastic. So, you know, we'll be sharing the links so that people can go and see this with their own eyes because it, it does just blow your mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're interested to know, how did you first get the idea for the Truck Surf Hotel? Well, um, before the Truck Surf Hotel, um, I was traveling together with my boyfriend, Eduardo, uh, in a a camper van, which we are passionate about it, uh, because we are also surfers, and uh, as surfers, we love to travel and to explore the best ways to surf. Uh, So we've been traveling for a few years in our camper in Portugal and also Morocco. Um, And um, we already had uh, that that lifestyle a little bit uh, nomadic. Uh, And then Eduardo um, was always telling me, one day we will live in a truck. One day we will do something different and share this kind of trips with other people. Uh, and then at the first time I was like, okay, living in a truck, it's something totally different. Um, uh, but, uh, I was interested to know more about it. And then, uh, it told me about, uh, this idea of building something that, uh, was more comfortable and flexible also to travel around with groups, um, groups of 10, 10 persons. Uh, and I liked the idea, so we start uh, working on it, um, and uh, that's how it came to, to real life. So <laughs> Fantastic. So it sounds like it was an idea that kind of grew from your original camper van and surfing lifestyle into something much, much bigger and very different. Yes, yes, that's correct. So what... what, um, what camper van were you in before the Truck Surf Hotel? What, what were you... What were you in and traveling around in before? Well, we had the um, Iveco Daily, uh, like a normal cargo van. Um, and Eduardo is very um, creative and uh, he likes building stuff. He's like MacGyver. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> he always likes to improve uh, and transform things. So he transformed this camper uh, for us to travel in it. Um, and uh, yeah, we were uh, spending all of our holidays at least one or two months a year uh, with uh, with Van and uh, just enjoying the trips, meeting lots of people, and uh, doing what we love it was really amazing. <laughs> oh, fantastic! And yeah, a life on wheels can take you to lots of different places and and get you to meet lots of different people can't it so where where how far did you travel in the Iveco you know what countries did you go to when you're in the camper van well we were traveling in Portugal which uh, is our uh, our country from north to south and also in Spain we've been in the north of Spain 
um, and also France uh, and the Netherlands. Um, then we we start going to Morocco, uh, which is uh, one of our favorite countries to travel, especially in the winter because it's warm and the waves are amazing. The culture is unique. Um, so that was the farthest we went uh, with the van until Morocco. Cool. And was that something you were doing whilst you were both working or were you traveling and, and financially sustaining your life on the road at the same time? You, yeah, we were working in other, um, well, Eduardo was working in a surf camp and I was a photographer, freelancer. When we start dating, it was uh, seven years ago. Um, and then uh, we went to the Netherlands, um, living there for one year. Eduardo has been there already for five years. So he came back to the Netherlands. I went with him um, working in sailing boats, um, which also inspired a little bit uh, um, for the truck surf hotel. Uh, not only for the experience of sailing with groups and sharing uh, all the tasks and everything with the guests, um, but also the way that the boats are built inside. Uh, they were very comfortable with rooms, with the kitchen. Everything was super organized. So it was a bit of our inspiration uh, also in the Netherlands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's quite interesting to hear that, you know, the, the sailing and boat life has kind of, um, inspired the, the the camper van and truck life because there's some similarities aren't there in terms of trying to cram the living space into a into a tiny space yes totally totally oh. <laughs> yeah with the boats and uh, and managed to to get the the knowledge to do the same in the truck everything moves a little bit around and uh, the storage uh, how we can storage everything in small spaces, but at the same time create uh, areas where people can circulate uh, freely and, and not feel like they are inside a truck. That was our main goal, uh, was, uh, was to feel that they were inside a house. And um, I think we accomplished that. <laughs> Sure, it, it certainly looks like that from the pictures. It, it really looks like a, a really cosy and homely place, but also quite spacious. Um, yeah, not something that you associate with living in a truck. You know, it, it looks like you've done a fantastic job. So um, before the, you know, campervan life with Eduardo, I read, I think it was either on um, Instagram or your website that you... Um, a few years back, you were working as an environmental engineer. So was that kind of, would you kind of say that was your normal life before things went a bit nomadic and, and with different travels and trips? Yes, totally. So before I, I used to say that I had a, a different kind of life, a different world. <laughs> I was uh -huh. world. So I had, a, I was an environmental engineer uh, working in a waste management and recycling company. Uh, in the sustainability department, and um, well, I loved my job. Uh, but uh, while I was working, I discovered my passion, which was surfing and photography. 
Um, and by the time I felt that I needed to be more involved in my two passions, but I didn't have the time. Um, so I had to quit my job to follow what I really like. And, um, and I went traveling for seven months uh, to amazing countries like um, um, Indonesia, Mexico, Brazil, and Hawaii. And um, I was just working as a freelancer photographer and surfing. Um, so yeah, I started following my passion at that time. Um, and then when I came back uh, from that trip, um, I, I could not go back to my old life, uh, to my uh, <laughs> office, uh, office life. Uh, so I continued pursuing my, my dreams. Um, and then I met Eduardo. And uh, well, uh, now, you know, after that, <laughs> we both... The rest is history. <laughs> yes. So how old were you when you quit your job as an environmental engineer? Well, I was uh, 30 years old at that time. Um, um, yeah, and I just start feeling that I needed something else. Um, and um, yeah, it was a big step because at the time Portugal was in crisis, it was not easy to find a job. Um, my family was a bit concerned <laughs> that I was taking that big step uh, just to leave my job. Um, but uh, something was telling me inside that I should do it. Um, and I'm a, a, a little bit like that. I, I go with my emotions, but also thinking that uh, it could work. And I was believing on that. Um, so I left my house, I sold my car, I left my, my job and I went traveling and um, things were just flowing. Um, I was a bit concerned sometimes, but at the time I was finding a way to keep working, to keep earning money and also enjoying life. That's brilliant to hear. And um it's becoming quite a theme on this podcast. You know, we're speaking to lots of different women at different stages in life who uh, kind of end up, well, following their passion, making big decision to leave an old lifestyle behind. Mm -hmm. um, was, was that quite a difficult decision for you to leave the job you were in at the time? Yeah, it was quite uh, was a bit difficult, mainly mainly because my family was concerned. So I was sometimes listening more what others were thinking about than what I really wanted to do. And um, as soon as I, I stopped thinking of what other people were thinking about my decisions and uh, just following what I, I wanted and what I believed, then it became easier. So, yeah, before I was a little bit blocked for a few months, but then I, I felt, okay, this is it. I really, I really need to do it. And, um, and it became uh, easier to do that step. Okay. So what was it about your kind of past life that you felt wasn't quite working for you? You know, was it the amount of time you were away from, say, surfing? Was, you know, did you feel that your that you barely had any free time or you know what was it that that kind of you that you weren't settled with 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, was was mainly because I didn't have enough free time to to surf and to do what I really like, um, and uh, I was earning I was earning good money. I was being well paid, but at the same time I was spending more money. So um, I didn't save a lot in the end because the the, the kind of level of life that I was having. Having was higher. I was spending more, um, so I thought it's not so worthful to be in um, a job where where I cannot do what I really love to do, um, just to pay my accounts. Um, and um, I can maybe do much better than this, and just to relieve release my 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 dreams and uh, and believe in me um so yeah that's uh, that was the the step to go forward sure and was there anyone around you at the time that did understand you know the decision you, that you wanted to make you mentioned family weren't you know didn't really understand at the time but did you have other people around you that got it and that supported you in what you wanted to do Yes, I have. Um, I had the friends, and I still have them. So my my best friends are very supportive um, on what I do, and they they believe. And they were also saying, "Oh, I wish I had the courage. I I totally support you, Daniela, because uh, I think it's a good idea for you." Um, so it kind of um, gave me strength to to step forward a little bit. Um, but it's mainly inside of ourselves. Uh, if we believe uh, from deep inside uh, and we do what we like, then it makes it much easier. Um, not only about what people say or if the system is uh, prepared for this or not, we will always find a way to make it work. Sure. I, th- I think, um, you know, the word that you keep coming back to is your passion. And I guess, you know, we all have different passions and, and some people are really lucky, aren't they, that their passion is their job. You know, even if that might be in an office Monday to Friday, nine to five, but that isn't the life for everybody. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I understand that some people might be afraid, might Yes. not feel that they have the courage to take um yeah. uh, make a change what, what would you say to to those people well uh, if they really feel that they would like to do a change i will uh, i will say that for them to believe in themselves first of all um and uh, do what you really like um and you will be good at it that's uh, what i always think if you really go for it, if you have focus, if you put your intention in it, um, then things will flow around. Um, things will flow and you will find a way to accomplish your uh, your goal. Every life is different. Every context is different. And some people have uh, more freedom in the first step to do that. Um but if you always believe in and focus on what you want to do, step by step, um, then you will get there. Definitely. Totally agree with that. And mm-hmm. in, in terms of the you deciding to leave work then, did you, did you have a bunch of savings that you could rely on or, or did you just quit and then go with what you had and, and just kind of, 
you know relied on your freelance photography work then as you went along mm-hmm. well I had a, a little bit of savings not a lot uh, but I could uh, survive for uh, a few months <laughs> I could say um, I didn't have a lot of savings to okay I don't care I just going to spend no I just a, a little bit of savings of course that's uh, also important to give you more confidence um, but then if you if you start talking with people if you um, explore and you come out from your comfort zone um, you always find a, a way to to keep going and to closer to what you really like to do yeah, and it's interesting what you said before about, you know, when you had the, the lifestyle previously working as the, the environmental engineer that you were earning good money, but you were also spending more money, whereas mm-hmm. now I guess things are a little bit different. And do you think you've got a different perception of money from, from when you when you left your job then? Do you think you treat money differently? Yes, I, I treat uh, a little bit differently because... Um, because I, I try not to depend uh, on it uh, as much as possible. Uh, it will come if, you, if I'm doing what I, what, what I like and I'm being successful uh, with it, it will come and just to, I just need enough money to survive. I, I don't need to be rich or whatever, but uh, uh, to have quality of life, uh, it will come. Um, it will come enough uh, for me to to be happy with it. Yes. Sure. So back when you quit your job, did you ever think that you would end up um, living and working in the truck surf hotel? <laughs> did you ever think that there'd be something like a crazy idea like that in the future? No, never. <laughs> <laughs> of my of my ideas for the future um i only knew that i was uh, i wanted to be surfing more and to have more free time more quality of life i never thought that this would be possible either <laughs> i got the picture uh, and we really work towards it until it came true. In the beginning, it was uh, very difficult because there was no such a thing in Portugal, at least, um, to, to make it happen and to build a company um, that will be legal. Uh, so we had to, you know... Uh, talk with a lot of people with the authorities the government to understand how we could uh, make this happen uh, with all the insurance everything that is needed for safety as well so that was a big challenge to to start but then we we managed to to find a solution to find a lot of solutions um, and put it together and and start uh, so yeah it was a big challenge in the beginning <laughs> and how long have you been running the truck surf hotel now when did you first get up and running with it we started uh, in the end of july of 2017 so it's going to be four years um, in july this year uh, and we started uh, in portugal at the time um, 
we we were just uh, trying out a little bit the truck in the first year, the first half year, um, to see if it needed uh, some adjustments, some improvements. We we made uh, lots of partnerships with people that also provide their experiences in each location where we travel. Um, and um, yeah, and from there we start going to Morocco, Spain, and Portugal. So we've been in these uh, three countries until now, um, and we hope to travel the world. That's our our dream. <laughs> oh, that's great. That was going to be one of our questions. Um, Amy's off with Ollie at the moment, but I know she was keen to know you know what your longer term plans are because you know you've got this amazing set of wheels do you you know I I hear that you are intending then to go further afield you know what what do you have in mind what's your dream well uh for now uh, with the corona with the COVID-19 we we had to um be more a, a bit more reserved in these uh, last years so we we kept uh, staying in Portugal um but now things are uh, we hope um, it's going to be uh, better from now uh, so we will keep traveling in portugal and in the winter hopefully we'll go to morocco again uh and for the next years um yeah we plan to explore the the nature the culture and the surf in other countries like uh, spain france um maybe the Netherlands, uh, do other kind of uh, experiences, not only with surf, but uh, also with bicycles, uh, motorbikes, uh, and also uh, events, uh, festivals. Who knows? We hope we'll get there. (laughs) And I'm sure you will. And, you know, what you've achieved already just since 2017 is fantastic. And obviously with the, the pandemic, I guess that's been one of the biggest challenges in this last year. How have you dealt with that? How have you coped with, with um, you know, that change in circumstances? Mm. Well, um, w- w- in the first uh, in the first time when it uh, when it appears, we were still in Morocco. Uh, so we were finishing our winter winter season in Morocco. Was was the last uh, week that we were supposed to be there. Then the the COVID came, we returned to our country um, and it was a bit weird uh, to see all the roads empty, no people outside. Um, So, yeah, we we wanted to be close to our family to support as well if anything was needed. Um, And then when things started to reopening slowly, uh, we managed to continue our trips in Portugal um, because also we have small, small groups and we stay in the middle of nowhere, close to the beach. Um, There's no crowds, no... uh, no potential threats about uh, COVID um, and people really wanted to continue coming and uh, yeah we managed to to continue our trips Uh, although we reduce um, the number of guests because uh, we also want everyone to have their private room everything is clean and disinfected Um, we had the conditions to continue so uh 
and also because we are flexible we are not located in the same place all the time we managed to program our trips and our seasons a little bit according to to the limitations so if we see that some destination it's not going to work because of any limitation then we go to another location and um, we can adjust easily that's good to hear that you've got that flexibility you know one of the things we we're interested to know was how you decide where to park the truck for for surf experiences uh, etc so do you do you return to places that you've built relationships with before do you go to new places are there are there do there tend to be restrictions on where you can park the truck uh, well in our itineraries in Portugal and Morocco we normally do the 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 same itineraries um, in each season um, and we already have uh, uh, specific places where we park the truck since the beginning we were only parking where we had the authorization from the local governments or we do partnerships with private lands so we already know where to take this big big truck mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and uh, um, those places are still um, uh, available for us to, to go. So we, we, we keep going to, to the beach where we, when we have the, the, um, the permission to park uh, in specific places or to farms, to campsites, to private lands. Um, and all of them are really beautiful and uh, relaxing, amazing. Oh, that's brilliant. Where are your favorite places in Portugal to, to park the truck? Uh, well, I have um, uh, many of them, uh, but my favorite two, maybe one at the southwest coast in Algarve uh, in a, a farm near the, the beach where uh, where we have like a, a huge area just for us and there are cows a lake uh, donkeys uh, so we interact with the animals and there's a beautiful landscape around um, and also in the north uh, in uh, Maceda Aveiro uh, where we park uh, on top of the beach uh, with a, a beautiful forest around um, also in Morocco, um, in Morocco we always park on top of the beach and there's a very beautiful place uh, near Agadir um, that is called Moknari village. Uh, it's a Berber village also on top of the ocean and uh, the community uh, welcome us um, very well and uh, they are big friends of us uh, and also a beautiful landscape with mountains behind so there's many places that i really love <laughs> oh well we're hoping to visit portugal well fingers crossed this year depending on restrictions um my sister lives in central portugal so we intend to go down and see her it, you know fingers crossed we go down in our camper van and travel through so depending yeah. on where you are we might come swing by and say hello Okay, it will be a pleasure to welcome you. Now, now Portugal is uh, releasing the, the measures uh, of lockdown um, uh, and uh, from April we will be able to return 
to kind of normality uh, because the rates are really low as well. So things are getting eased. Uh, and I hope to see you. Let us know when you come and will be a pleasure to, to meet you. <laughs> yeah, we will. Um, just um, going back to the truck, do, do both you and Eduardo drive it? Yes. So at the time uh, before the truck, before we, we were, we had the truck, we were uh, taking the truck license, both of us. Um, but normally Eduardo drives the truck, I prefer, because <laughs> uh, he's more comfortable with that. Um, and besides the truck, we also have a nine-seat van uh, where everyone travels. So the truck moves from, from place to place, from location to location. And I drive uh, the group in our van uh, following the truck and exploring all the areas around so we have more flexibility to to meet all the spaces and areas and beaches around uh, but yeah we we both have the the truck license oh that's good and then at the kind of at the beginning of the project when Eduardo kind of it sounds like he was the the kind of main pusher of the idea about mm -hmm. getting this massive truck and turning it into a hotel. Did you have um, a business plan around it? You know, was the, the truck a big investment? How did that all work out financially? Uh, yes. So, yeah, when, when Eduardo um, gave me the, the idea and we start thinking about it, then we made a business plan uh, to prepare everything. We needed to know exactly uh, what the count and uh, how much we will spend. Um, the investment was was pretty big, I can tell you. <laughs> uh, but uh, he had the project, he designed the truck, um, and uh, yeah, we put all of our efforts on the, on the investment, and we managed to to accomplish. Uh, and it was totally worth because people are really enjoying coming with us um, and uh, we managed to to pay off uh, the investment. Oh, that's great news because I guess that's um, one of the biggest worries, isn't it, about starting a new business, you know, mm -hmm. investing, using lots of money and then crossing your fingers to make sure that you, you get the people in to be able to pay it back. Yes, yes. And uh, yeah, there's always a risk in our in our situation. Uh, the the risk was higher because there was nothing uh, like this. Uh, we didn't even knew if it was possible to operate with with such a thing. Uh, so the risk uh, was pretty high. Um, but since the beginning, we believed that this could work. We already we already knew what surfers and what people that are learning to surf needed and this this really makes the their dreams come true a bit to travel able to be in the best places uh, to surf and also to explore the authentic culture of each place so we really believe that uh, this will be uh, a success Hi, Daniela, it's Amy. I've just managed to sneak back in with Ollie. Um, I've got to ask, what's the best thing about truck, the truck surf hotel lifestyle? 
Uh, well, um, let me say that, that the first thing that comes to my mind is uh, when um, we wake up in the middle of nature and uh, are constantly in contact with the outdoors, uh, which is a pleasure and something really beautiful to see the sunrise, the sunsets at, at the ocean, uh, and also the freedom uh, to travel. Uh, we are always in, in different places uh, almost every day, um, and to be in, in a different surrounding, it's like uh, starting a new, a new chapter, a new adventure every day. Uh, and uh, it really makes us disconnect uh, with um, all the problems, all the stressful things that we might have uh, in our lives and be living just the moment. I'm so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, an amazing experience and it will be a, a pleasure to to have you with us really <laughs> ollie's got a little uh wetsuit outfit so by the time we get to visit portugal maybe he'll fit into that and we'll get him on a surfboard that would be cool <laughs> so um daniela do you find that the the main people that come to to use the truck surf hotel are they mainly portuguese or lots of other different nationalities that travel to see you uh, mainly people from other nationalities. Um, we have a lot of uh, Germans, uh, English, um, Dutch, Americans, Brazilians, Italians. Um, these are the main countries, also Switzerland, um, South, uh, South Korea. We had uh, people from all over the world. Um, now with COVID, we are having more Portuguese as well, uh, but many other countries. Sometimes people come alone, um, and we get we join um, solo travelers in the same week, uh, which is uh, very interesting because we share different ideas, different habits, different cultures. Uh, uh, it, it's really a nice, a nice connection between uh, everyone. And sometimes they book the whole truck and they come with their friends or with a family. We have lots of families as well. Uh, but uh, yeah, we met uh, people from all over the world until today. Which, uh, Fantastic. And and do people, in terms of the facilities in the truck, you mentioned at the beginning, you know, about some of the rooms and kitchen, etc. So is it a self-catering experience or do you guys cook for the guests on board? Uh, well, we, um, we, we provide the breakfast uh, every morning. So the breakfast is included in the trips. Uh, and because we, we do everything during the day, so we transport everyone, we do the surf lessons, we guide them to the villages, to the waterfalls, to all the experiences. Uh, then the, the lunch and dinner, um, we don't cook normally. Sometimes we do barbecues at the end of the day, which is really nice. Um, the, the moment uh, of the barbecues we always do every week at least one or two uh, but we have a fully equipped kitchen uh, that people can use to cook their own meals or we go with them to local restaurants that we can suggest um, and sometimes we even order the meals and eat that truck so it's a little bit uh, flexible the the lunch and the dinner 
Brilliant. That sounds lovely. And I guess another huge benefit about kind of being mainly based in Portugal or Morocco is is the weather, isn't it? You know, I guess surfing and sunshine go hand in hand. But I suppose, you you know, you've still got the opportunity to be using the trucks of hotel in the winter as well. So I guess it's an all round business, all year round business, is it? All year round. That's what we we wanted because this is for us it's work but it's also our lifestyle it's it's a journey that we want to continue doing all year around and because we are flexible to be here and there uh, we manage to choose when it's the best time to be in Portugal, when it's to be the best time to be in morocco and that's why we we did the we we plan like this summer in Portugal where the weather is nicer and the waves as well and winter in Morocco where it's uh, still warm um, and uh, and the waves are really amazing. Cool. Daniela, what does living life differently actually mean to you? Well, living life differently means um, living... Um, doing what you really like um, even if it doesn't uh, fit what's the normal for everyone <laughs> but uh, it fits your your normal your your um, happiness uh, so if you could pick up the truck surf hotel today and go and put it anywhere else in the world f- tomorrow where would you go with it um i think australia oh cool whereabouts well the 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 west coast of australia i would really like australia for me is one of the destinies i have in my bucket list uh i find the nature everything really beautiful and uh, i think the truck will fit perfectly in australia (laughs) so yeah Australia is so big you could spend so much time there as well yeah for sure (laughs) so if people wanted to find out more about you your truck and the truck surf hotel where can they find out the information well we have our website trucksurfhotel.com where they can find information and also the social media instagram and facebook Uh, we are there also has uh, truck surf hotel Brilliant, um, thank you. Have uh, any questions? We are always available to to reply and happy to to be in contact with everyone. Yeah, definitely, and we'll put those links in the show notes. And I I really strong. I'm sure that when people start to listen to this podcast, if I if I was listening, I'd be straight on Instagram looking <laughs> at the pictures because, you know, when we saw it, we were like, wow, this is so so cool. And then to realise that you and Eduardo were, you know, living living in it and running the business full time, it was like, wow, what a fantastic lifestyle. We really need to know more about this. So. Thank you so much for sharing all this information. I really do hope that it inspires other people to to, to think about perhaps um, if they're in, not in a job that they're enjoying at the moment, maybe making some changes or if they've got a passion and they want to try and turn that into a business, then you've given some great examples of how you've done it with your life. So thank you so much. 
Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. And um, yeah, I hope I can pass uh, my inspiration to others. Uh, and I'm really happy that you also like to hear about uh, our lives and um, our way of life. <laughs> Thank you, Daniela. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you once again for listening to our podcast. We hope that Daniela's story has made you think about your own life and what might be possible in the future. I really loved this episode. Um, like I said in the podcast, we'd seen it on Instagram and had a look at all the pictures and just thought it was amazing. So I think Daniela was a really good fit for our Living Life Differently podcast. And I loved that her passion for surfing and travel was strong enough um, to kind of draw her into this new life, this new and exciting adventure. For me, I'm really looking forward to, um, during our travels of Europe, of actually going and meeting these guys and hanging out with them. Um, obviously, having the opportunity to get Ollie on a surfboard will be absolutely incredible. Can't wait. Yeah, that would be amazing. I think another thing that kind of stood out to me, that kind of resonated with me, was the fact that at the time she was thinking about leaving her job, friends and family didn't quite understand it. Um, and, and that appears to be a bit of a theme with some of the women we've spoken to already. But that still didn't get in her, in her way. She decided to follow her dreams anyway. So I really loved that. It's that fear of non-conforming, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think there's lots of things that might prevent people from taking that leap of faith um you know the opinions of others i think is a strong one because the voices of others i think can have an effect on that own voice in your own head as to what you should be doing and why you should be doing it like when you tell people you live in a static caravan in the garden <laughs> <laughs> yeah we need to talk more about our own experiences i think we'll do that another time if you enjoyed this episode we'd be very grateful if you could share it with your friends and family so that we can reach more people with these amazing stories don't forget to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. You can also follow our own adventures by connecting with our website and social media channels. The links are in the show notes. And also feel free to reach out and say hi. We'd love to know what you think of our podcast so far. We'd love to know a bit about you and also where you're listening from. That's it for now. Look forward to connecting with you on the next show. Take care and stay safe.